something that may remind you of who's doing the singing there, okay? You know her also. You know her from this song right here. What is this? Is this a different version? I was singing this on our show today. Like The nasalness of this versus the way she sounds now. Yeah, Rebecca Black, who sang the Friday song that was once called the worst written song or the worst song ever to be <laughs> recorded, is now on a new uh, BB No Money song, and uh, she sounds great now, but it's not the first time she's sounded good since the Friday song, but none of her songs ever get played on the radio, and I think it's because people are like, they can't get their head around that the Friday song singer actually has a decent voice. Right. Had a stink to it, that Friday song, that was hard to shake, right? Yeah. Which isn't fair, because she was so young. People made up her mind about her. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I can't play a Rebecca Black song. So I thought what we'd do is we'd listen to a couple other Rebecca Black songs. Oh. And just to see what else she's done, okay, outside of the Friday song. And uh, let me uh, get into this one here, okay? This one is called Girlfriend. to this bonus in the bed I don't think I'm going to listen to a song called Girlfriends in the bed but I do like the other one the new one Yoga I think that's a really cool song yeah what about this whoa this is Edgelord featuring Rebecca Black by Dorian Electra. nah this one's not for me it's a bit much that's kind of like a Dubstep track, right? That's not her, is it? I don't think that part's her. I think she must be coming in here. There you go. It's a bit much for me. Well, the song itself, right? Yeah, and the vocals and everything is just... Too many layers going on here. It's like too produced, you know? This is called NGL. You know what she reminds me of? When I hear her voice, I think of um, Carly Rae Jepsen. Sure. 
totally. Hey, there you go. There's new music out from Rebecca Black that Bundus might actually listen to in his Corvette. <laughs> and it may be because of PV No Money, but Rebecca Black doesn't sound bad. Anyway, tell you what we're going to do. It's a little shorter one because we're about to kick off a long weekend because mm-hmm. we're recording this on the Friday before Thanksgiving long weekend. So we are going to kick into the Daily Take Two. Coming up. When you meet a new person, do you stick to like light chit chat or do you go in for a nice deep conversation about meaningful things? Wow, but usually like, I open up with a couple of abortion questions <laughs> and then follow that up with some religion and then capital punishment. Right. Yeah, then yeah. once I have a pretty good read on them, loosen it up a bit. You know, if you're in an Uber or at the grocery store and you're in this situation where you're forced to talk to strangers, a lot of us like focus on the weather or something like super fluffy. 100% it's weather, eh? What yes. would you do if you lived in a place where weather was never a topic? <laughs> like California, it's always the same? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> pretty bright out there. Yeah, just like every other day, you idiot. Right. It turns out that actually deep, meaningful conversation with strangers is less awkward than talking about something superficial like the weather. Isn't this what I keep telling you, that I open up more to strangers? Yes. It works. It works. People love it. It's more enjoyable. The thing is, is you think that people don't want to hear what you have to say. So we talk about stupid stuff like the weather. But they did this study, and it turns out that people do want to hear what you have to say. If you have something good to say, yeah. Yes. It's it's always great to meet somebody who has something to say, you know? Like, get out of the the normal, everyday, oh, yeah, it's no outside. Hey, yeah. How about people, them J's? Like everybody yeah. talks like that. Nobody wants to hear that stuff. People are actually down for deeper conversations. Okay, but like, what would you do? What kind of deep conversations are you talking about? What are you getting in? And just what get you, real. Like, well, Bundes, just be real. If you're with a stranger and you're unloading on them more than you would someone you know well, like, what are you really talking about? Everything, man. I mean, your uh, deepest fears and the meaning of life. Like what? I I met a girl one night and we talked about everything from Second Amendment rights in the United States to abortion (laughs) to like the greatest, the greatest poets and writers of all time. The best books we've read, like just like random stuff, man. Like we've got into heated arguments and then she asked me to come over to her place after at the end of the night. I got one for you. Who's your favorite poet? Um, are you more of a Dr. Seuss person or are you leading towards like it's the only poet I know I don't actually Walt know Walt Whitman Walt Whitman thank you uh, by the way I'm all about the Billy Shakes you know Will and Shakespeare. oh yeah yeah Billy Shakes you see I'm already interested in what you have to say and now I'm gonna tell you about the weather and it's gonna be super boring loser loser <laughs> I always get a kick out of when I buy a bottle of Miraval Rosé, knowing that it's Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie's wine. Oh, yeah, you buy that? It's pretty good. It's pretty good. (laughs) And uh, the thing is, now, though, she sold her half of the business. Did she? Brad's pissed. Like, that divorce is getting so toxic right now. I wish I could sit them both down and say, guys, if you want this to be easier, 
Just like call one eight hundred easy divorce. <laughs> How did you know where I was going with that? Yeah, I think we figured out that you had been giving out the wrong name for like the last ten years. How long have you been divorced? Uh, good ten or eleven years. But yeah, it was just one of those flyers on a pole on a hydro pole with the little you no, rip it, off the bottom. It, it was and the, said, "Do you want an easy divorce? Call this guy." It was a website you kept giving. Actually, the the what? I think you were doing like uh, easydivorce.com, easy divorce. and it turns out it was like easydivorce.ca. <laughs> Whatever it is, there are yeah. lawyers out there will, that will just file <laughs> the paperwork for you yeah. if you and your ex can just come to an agreement on all this stuff. Yeah, right. And I guess for me, it was much easier because we were fighting over like uh, cutting boards and uh, yeah, yeah. you know who gets the nice steak knives. Uh, but when you're talking about wineries. That's a whole new level. Yeah. He wants controlling interest of the company. She sold her half to another company. Now Brad Pitt's company is suing Angelina Jolie's company. Oh, no. Everybody hates everybody. <laughs> now when you buy a bottle of that rosé, know that it's filled with hate. <laughs> it tastes like hate and bitterness. <laughs> Spit it out. What is this? It's bitter. Oh angry. Oh, my God. It's terrible. <laughs> what really happens to your body if you ditch booze for a month? It's got to be good for it's you. It's got to feel good. But, I mean, it has to be good for your body. Give it a break. Oh, yes. 100%. Let's go week by week. If you just drop booze for a week... You're going to notice right away that you sleep better and your energy levels are going to get better because I guess alcohol causes you to lose that rapid eye movement sleep, which is where you get the best rest. Mm -hmm. So right away, you're going to feel more rested and you're going to be in a better mood. Okay, you're also going to notice fewer headaches, too, because you're going to be more hydrated by week two. The acid reflux that you may have been suffering from (laughs) will be gone by week three. Now we're talking, your liver has had time to recover. And this is when you're also potentially noticing some signs of weight loss, depending on how much you drank, all those extra calories that you're not consuming anymore. Don't go unnoticed by the bod, right? Yeah. So by week three, your, your pants might feel a little bit better this week. And then week four, now you've got a month without alcohol and you're likely to have better skin at this point because alcohol actually prematurely ages your skin. It causes it to be red, blotchy, puffy. And when you stop drinking, your skin will be brighter, youthful, more plumped up, less breakouts. Plus, you got lower blood pressure, too. Plus, your fans, pants are fitting better. You're sleeping better. Yeah, is that really that important, all that stuff? <laughs> are headaches really that much to, to deal, deal with when you can just take an Advil and they slowly go away? I don't know, I tell uh, you. Like, it's, it's, I think, I believe in balance, you know, having the best of both worlds. But I've pulled back on my drinking. Like, I really don't do it unless it's a Friday or a Saturday. Mm-hmm. And I notice a difference in how well I sleep, like, without a doubt. It makes a difference in my sleeping. I don't find sure. it. I don't find it if it's you know four four or five days off. I don't notice. Doesn't a big make a difference. difference. Doesn't seem to be with me. Bundes, you uh, you kind of go up and down with the sauce. Yeah, I don't really notice a difference with me either. Um, Your schedule is so messed up, though. I don't know how you would, to yeah, be honest. Yeah, that's the thing. I I don't think I would notice the benefits just because of how how my sleep schedule is operated. Um, yeah, so I, I definitely. 
I definitely go, I've gone through periods of, of my time where I've gone like three months without a drink where I just like, I just, for whatever reason, get out of drinking. Mm-hmm. And then I switch to, you know, binge drinking every night. And, <laughs> it's really uh, just uh, either or. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I mean, I don't really notice at least yet. I'm, I, I mean, at, at, at the age I'm maybe in five more years, if I keep that up, I might see a difference. But right now I don't notice a difference. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, it's all good to not do it. It I mean, is good. I it's think slowly, I'm going to... It's poison. It's poison in your body. It's yeah. like sugar yeah. and carbs, all that stuff. Honestly, I think I'm going to do the dry January this year. Give that a try. Although January is a, the month you need a drink. Don't you hate, though, <laughs> like, if, and I know this is specific to women, though, if you, get, if you start taking a month off drinking, everyone starts oh, wondering yeah. if you're having a baby. Oh, like, yeah. doesn't that become a thing? It 100% becomes a thing. I think it's easier during... I'm the- fasting. You're like, no, you're not. You're having a baby, aren't you? And you're That's like, no, exactly really, what fasting. you did to me. I didn't do it to Remember you. you were like, is there something you actually want to tell me when I said, oh, I can't drink this weekend. I'm on a cleanse. I said, I'm on a cleanse. And we were at a company thing and you're like, cleanse. There- well, no, it wasn't just a cleanse. It was like, then we were out for dinner and you're like, yeah, let's get oysters. And then they came, you're like, yeah, I'm not having any. I then we're forgot. like, oh, yeah. I forgot that and I then, shouldn't eat and then raw we all shellfish. Then we all ended up in a hot tub at the end of the night. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm not it. I'm not up for that. I'm going to bed. We're like, okay. Hot tub, oysters, It was a trifecta booze. of the three things that you can't do when you're pregnant. The yeah. hot tub, the shellfish, and the drinking. It just wasn't fair that it all came at me in one night. It totally blew my cover. Sure did. I have five productive things to do when you're bored and doing nothing at work. Okay. Okay. How about some work, damn it? How about some work, Bundes? Good point. <laughs> Cracking the whip. How about you start a new initiative and maybe get promoted so you're not so <laughs> bored? Some of these might help your career, okay? Okay. So number one, look if you're bored... Look into doing more training so that you can maybe go to the next level and handle more work at the office. Oh, there you go. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. You can handle more responsibility probably if you're like sitting there doing nothing. Number two, clean up your space, man. A clean workspace is going to make you more productive. Don't you find like, I I remember in university, I could not start writing a paper until I cleaned up my, my room. Yeah. Everything had to be perfect. Yeah, it's also a great way to procrastinate doing more work. It's just <laughs> That's true. something else. That's true. Number three, well, if, if you're bored at work, maybe it's time to find a new gig, right? Something that stimulates you more. Network online. It's important for you to maintain those professional relationships. Yeah. Check in with Jim down at the, uh, the competition. Number four, <laughs> you know, people don't take advantage of workplace benefits. And then you're going to get fired one day and you're going to be like, man, remember when I used to have like a couple hundred bucks for a massage every year? Stuff like that. So books of massages. <laughs> That's your tip? No, no. Oh. Look into what your benefits offer and make sure you're using them. Like, you know, your company pays into that. You pay into that. Mara sure you- started going to people. She didn't even know what they did. She just booked appointments. <laughs> what was the one? It was the osteopath. Yeah, you, you had no idea what the osteopath did. But we had 500 bucks for uh, osteopathy. <laughs> so you're like, I'm booking an appointment. Yeah. I'm sure they can help me with something. They did help me with the... I, honestly, I love seeing... I'm out of coverage now. 
can't book with him anymore, but I love those appointments. Bundus has not used any of his massage therapy benefits. Bundus! I, we have a company that gives us $500 a year. I mean, that's Just easily for four one-hour massages plus maybe a little extra. Yeah, never never once, not one year in, in my... Do you like massages? Sure, I just uh, never go. Try to book... Especially now, I, I'll tell you something. If you don't normally use your benefits and you want to use up those uh, massage benefits before the end of the year, you almost have to book now. now like five treatments. If you, if you yeah. try in November, they're going to be like, we're booked solid from all the people who are trying to use them up. Get that claw foot massaged out already. Oh, my God. Get those toes straightened out, Bundes. Oh, man, that's a mission. You're going to need more than $500 for <laughs> They'd see that and be like, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, you don't have enough coverage. <laughs> <laughs> and number five It can't be massaged out though No it can't That's like no, It's yeah. as hard as a rock yeah, It's, it's yeah. steel plates in there But I'm sure they can do some stuff to loosen you, you up You can massage metal rods <laughs> and plates and stuff yeah. Seize tendons yeah yeah, 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 yeah They can loosen it up I guarantee you And number five Don't let your boss see you doing this But update the old resume Resomahi The old Curriculum vitae? No, what is it? The CV. What, the CV. Is that, what does that stand for? Yeah, what it, does uh, it stand for? Something vitae is a curriculum, not curriculum. Professor? Uh, I don't know. Uh, the last time I handed in a resume was like 15, <laughs> like no, more yeah. than that, 20 years ago. <laughs> well, maybe it's time you update it. Clearly. Yeah, it's curriculum vitae. Really? There you go. Yeah. Oh, learn something new every day. There you go. Five things to do when you're bored at work. Thanks, Mara. You're welcome. And you know, because it is a Friday, we got to do your Friday fun facts. Here we go. Headed into this long weekend, you know, I asked you before, what was in the first ever sandwich based on recorded history? It's got to be peanut butter. Is that not the original sandwich, peanut butter and jelly? Do we have any idea on when, like, what the time frame of the the first recorded sandwich was? Well, of course we do. The first recorded sandwich (laughs) was uh, made by a rabbi. For Passover in the first century BC. So it's a long time ago. It was matzah between two pieces of matzah, right? So yeah, that's your bread. We'll yeah, just call yeah, that yeah. your bread. Okay. That's cheating. Inside, <laughs> Mora, you said peanut butter. I did. You're wrong. But it was a mix of nuts. Oh, come on. So they had the nuts in there, so I'll give you a partial credit for a that. A nut butter, yeah. Had some apples. Mm. Had some spices. Oh. And they threw in a little wine to go with oh, it. Oh, hell yeah. That's like a tasty sandwich. <laughs> there is your first ever sandwich. Might try that sucker on this weekend. Uh, there are more people in what state in the United States than all of Canada? That's a pretty packed state. Yeah. So it's got to be like uh, New York, Manhattan. You'd think New York, New York is a good guess. It's not New York, so it's obviously uh, South California. Dakota, right? <laughs> no, it's California. Okay, yeah. California, yeah. California has uh, like one and a half million more people in their state than we have spread out over a country that's like a million times the size. Wow. Maybe not a million. Um, what do you think the record is in liters? For the most breast milk donated <laughs> by one person. Oh my god. They did this to make a donation in leaders. They've set the world record. It's been in place since 2014. I just want to give a shout out to anybody pumping right now. Yeah. Been especially, there. especially if you're doing it to donate. How did you have the sound of a pump? 
Uh, he's got the right this there. is the hose. You know how you oh, have the, it's a hose. <laughs> when you're hosing me down when I'm getting all fired up, it's the same sound, I think. <laughs> you have that. Yeah. Okay. I, I, <laughs> I'm going to say, yeah. what uh, are you watching over there, buddy? What do you think? How much would you have to donate to set a record? More set a record? You've done it. Um, so many liters. I don't know, 100 liters. 1,567 <laughs> liters. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of breast milk. Yeah, it was over three uh, years. Oh, okay. I was going to say. But she set the record, a woman in Texas. So. Amazing. Yeah. Okay, turn amazing. the hose off, man. It's a bad visual. <laughs> <laughs> The word apron was originally called napron. Had an N at the beginning of it. You want to know why they changed it? Why? Because when everyone would say napron, they would hear apron. And they eventually <laughs> they just like, we give in. It's, it's apron. We'll just call it apron if that's what you think you're hearing. There. That's funny. <laughs> and you know, if you're measuring things by tonnage, it's a different weight in the United States than it is in the rest of the world. They just have to be different in the U.S. A ton in the U.S. is 2,000 pounds, which makes it a nice round number. Everywhere else in the world, it's 2,240 pounds. Wow. So if you say, oh, I feel like I weigh a ton, people <laughs> might ask you, well, in what country? Now you know what to respond by. Okay. Do you feel like you weigh 2,000 or 2,240? <laughs> And finally, you know they've had to replace some of the letters in the famous Hollywood sign over the years? Yes. They did a big revamp, and they looked to people to make donations to buy the letters. Okay. When you look at that letter Y in the Hollywood sign, know that was paid for by the one and only founder of Playboy magazine, Hugh Hefner, oh, paid for really? the Oh, really? He went with the Y, eh? Well, I think it kind of looks like legs spread open or something. <laughs> I don't know if that's the tie-in there. Uh, the O... Paid for by Alice Cooper. Really? Yeah. As, cool. a, as a tribute to Groucho Marx. And then a bunch of other people paid for letters there, too. So cool. Now you know. And those are your Friday fun facts yeah. for this Friday, October the 8th, 2021. Happy Friday. It's Tucker and Mora in the morning. Energy 95.3. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone. Like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.